Welcome to Mood Readers, a book review podcast where three friends conquer their TBR list, eventually. Welcome to Mood Readers. This is our Valentine's episode. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Singles Awareness Day. Yay for love. Yay for being single. Fuck everybody else. Whatever. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Here's to platonic love. Yes. Here's to the smut. I'm here for the smut. Here's to romance and smut and... Being promiscuous and doing whatever you want. Pleasuring yourself. Be romantic. Go for yes. it. Yes. We're here Self, for it. Self-love, self-pleasure. We're here for it all. This is a good start. <laughs> Before we get into the romance, I wanted to have a Galentine's Day celebration. So my challenge for Jane and Emily, pick a book bestie who you would think you would be bffs with then you're gonna take her on a galentine's day celebration and you're going to talk about what all you would do cool but i can go first if you want me to show us the way show us the way okay so my if you've listened to previous episodes you're not gonna be surprised by this but my book bestie is bryce quinlan from crescent city by sarah j mass perfect i have this makes sense yes i have had this conversation with like my actual in real life best friend and we have talked about like whether one of us is Bryce or whether one of us is Danica like we just have the best friend vibes and we said that we go back and forth like sometimes one Aww. of us is is cray cray and then the other one is serious and then so yeah I love it that's my bestie for our date we would get ready together at Bryce's apartment, listening to loud music, fun dance music while we do our glam. And then we would go to a fancy, we'd get all dressed up, go to a fancy restaurant where we like drink champagne at the bar and eat on like fancy hors d'oeuvres. And we flirt with uh, random strangers for free drinks, even though we have no intention of actually like pursuing anything with them. And because we are in this universe, we could probably kick their asses if they ever tried to do anything (laughs) other than like just flirting. And then once we are fully buzzed, we go meet Juniper and Fury and Rune and those other boys at that bar club. I can't even remember the name of it. Whoops. And then we will dance the night away. And, and then you're like six inch stilettos. This yes. is not picturing this. Yeah. Yes. In our giant stilettos. And then after that, we're going to go get drunk food, take out. And like pizza or Chinese or giant sandwiches and or whatever we want. Take it back to Bryce's beautiful giant apartment, eat it, and then pass out. Her apartment is beautiful. Uh Uh-huh. I like the hors d'oeuvres part. That sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really into uh, Oysters Rockefeller, you know, where they're like roasted with the cheese and the butter. That sounds nice. I like that. Make her pay for that. There is this place that does these Parmesan roasted garlic oysters, which are Mm. the best. I push them on everybody who comes to visit me. That sounds delightful. They're the best oysters I've ever had. And Mm. I just, ugh, I eat them up. I I would have a 
a, like a dirty martini and just oysters from there. And I'm not like um, a giant oysters person. That's just yeah. how fucking good these oysters that are. That sounds amazing. I'm a giant oysters person. So mm. you were you were right on it. And when I was visualizing my fancy oysters, yeah. I was like, oysters can be kind of expensive, but that's what we're going to have for yeah. okay. Valentine's Day. I love and it's it. Valentine's Day. Awesome. I support that. Eat not the heels, but everything else. <laughs> You have to get, you have to drink enough to where you don't notice the heels anymore. So you don't feel, you don't feel your feet. I learned, I learned that in college. I I was going to say, I remember that from college. We're like, (laughs) not so much that you're losing your balance. You still got to keep your balance. But like, if your ankle is a little wobbly, you're so drunk, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And your feet don't hurt. Like Cinderella. No, not Cinderella. Uh, the Little Mermaid in the book with the knives in her heels. Every step that the original Cinderella, I mean, Little Mermaid takes is like, feels like a knife going through her foot. That's like stilettos. I don't know that. <laughs> you don't know? Okay. Well. No, I know she turns into sea foam at the end, but I don't know yeah. about her like feet causing knives. Yeah. Every time she takes a step in the Hans Christian Andersen book, it feels like she's walking on knives. And I just yeah. I think of that every time. Like, I think of stilettos. That's stilettos. what feels like for me. Yep. That's, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that sounds like a super fun date. That does. Yes. I would like go do that right now with like my sorority sisters if I wasn't 32. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm details already tired by listening to your Valentine's Day dates. So mine would go a little differently. Okay. We, it would be brunch because uh, I'm going to start off day drinking and then I'm going to need like a nice nap and (laughs) then to go to bed early. For my perfect, like, Valentine's Day brunch, I, first of all, immediately forgot every female literature person I'd ever read about. So I had step to Step like, one. That's good. Yep. Step one. Completely blank mind. Step two. Um, I scrolled through, like, my Goodreads for the last several years. I decided that my perfect, like, Valentine's Day, Leslie Nope-type brunch was going to include Lee Bardugo's Wonder Woman, Diana. Um, <gasps> because I love her. She's, like, got, like, a ton of spunk, but not, like, a lot of real-world knowledge because she's been living <laughs> on the Isle of the Amazon. Yeah. That's but fun. she's like pretty upbeat because as I was looking through the books that I've read over like the last three years, a lot of them are really like, especially fantasy are like really dark. Like our heroines go mm-hmm. through a lot. So they don't have a lot of space to be like young and fun. And yeah. that's what I want out of my Valentine's Day. So that's why I chose uh, Lee Bardugo's Diana as Wonder Woman because she's like pretty naive to the world, but she's also like pretty aware of herself. So she was just such a fun character. But then also, I had two. I was going to add to our little trio. <laughs> At first, I was thinking Lizzie Bennett from Pride and Prejudice, just because, look, I love her so much. She didn't fit the vibe. So I <laughs> instead, am, I'm uninviting her, and I'm yeah. inviting uh, Kitty Bennett. Fuck yeah. To come with us. Kitty Bennett. <laughs> as long Kitty as fits she, the vibe. Yeah, she fits the vibe. She would have, like, all the gossip about everything. Oh, so for we'd sure. So we sitting there drinking our mimosas. And we'd have Diana, who doesn't, like, know a lot about what's going on on Earth. And we'd have Kitty, who's, like, running her mouth about everything. (laughs) 
like all the gossip and it's like it's my favorite uh like pairing like the trio of us (laughs) we'd have such a good time we would be eating pancakes and french toast and eating fruit and drinking mimosas and just like nonstop chatter and this is like my ideal galentine's like i want i know all the gossip about everybody that's not me yes (laughs) absolutely i love that that is i love that dynamic light fun girls day that's that's my ideal vibes i love that i like that too i would go do that tomorrow and then early afternoon i would take like the best nap oh yeah (laughs) mimosa naps are the best naps yeah oh man i don't even remember those oh god what am i doing wrong with my life you had children i yes accurate that's what i did wrong me too i I remember mimosa naps that's what I do on Christmas. Wake up early, drink the coffee, open the presents, drink the mimosas, take a nap. Mm, yeah. My husband has started doing Irish coffee on Christmas mornings, which is pretty genius. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It is very similar to mine, but not with the same kind of people. So for my perfect Valentine's Day date, I would go get Nina from Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, and I would take her to one of the finest establishments that we have here in the American South, and that is Waffle House. Oh, oh my gosh, she we would die. Yeah. <laughs> we would go yeah. straight oh to Waffle gosh. House. This Waffle House, like all the Waffle Houses, would be a time capsule from 1972 with brown, dirty, gritty tiles, yes. obnoxious yellow and orange everywhere. The waitresses are yelling at you from across the room, asking you how you want your bacon cooked. They're nice, but they're yelling at you. They're real nice, mm-hmm. but they're yelling. I mean, they just want to get your bacon order right, but they yeah. are yelling at you across the room. You're sitting around with truckers and like families. It's perfect. So me and Nina would hang out at Waffle House. We would eat all the waffles, like never ending stacks. Yes. Perfect. I'm so hungry right now. Oh my God. And then. I know. When... I'm just, I'm just imagining a <laughs> Waffle House waffle and it's so delicious. It's it so is. good. Yeah. It's amazing. They get them just right. Like they're mm-hmm. just soft enough, but they're still like. I was about to say that like middle is a little underbaked, but in the oh, right yeah. amount and the butter's mm-hmm. soft in. You got to melt the butter first, and then you've got the syrups, and like, oh, God, and then you put your bacon in the syrup. It's amazing. I get mine with chocolate chips. Oh, fuck it, yeah. So you would No, you can to- do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, it is a uh, chef's kiss. So you'd have Perfect. to- You'd have to tell Nina about that. I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely do that. And then when she was like, um, so they don't have any alcohol here? And then she'd be unimpressed (laughs) with me. Then I would take her to one of my favorite local neighborhood, like, bookstore slash coffee shop slash bar, kind of. With a big, wonderful. We would get Irish coffees. And just keep them coming, and we get mimosas, and we would sit on the porch and day drink. And Nina would flirt with the old, with the old guys club, like you know the yeah. old men <laughs> are always on the front porch, and she yeah. would like, sassily flirt with them. And then you know, eventually somehow she'd con like some kind of promise of money from one of them, and it would be so. Eventually she'd get all of our drinks paid for by one of the old <laughs> porchmen, and uh, with her charm and her, you know. Her, her good stuff. And that would be the best Valentine's Day ever. Because I love Nina, that. Yeah, Nina would be good because, like, I am, <laughs> contrary to what you may think, I am a little bit more introverted and retired, but Nina is not. 
Nina would go for it and be like, don't you want to pay for our drinks? And like, she, it would work. She'd get yeah. it done. Nina's my, f- my favorite character of that Grishaverse. <laughs> this is especially funny because when I've had enough to drink, I become Nina. A little bit. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I really do. Like, uh, I went recently to Pirate Mardi Gras and we got drunk enough that the people standing behind us who also got drunk and had some shit to say about something, when their backs were turned, I started stealing stuff out of their little wagon that they brought with them. <laughs> it was free stuff that they had received. While all of their attention was turned, I was like, I mean, if you're going to talk shit, I'm going to steal your shit. And oh my um, God. Yeah. I love that. Could have gotten into a parade fight. I'm ready. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I've got some, I've got some Nina in me too. I love, I love to flirt my way to a free drink and my husband doesn't care. He's like, Get it. This is great. Get, get all the <laughs> get all the free stuff that you need. Nina, Nina must have been a fire sign because For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm a lot more Inej than I am Nina, and that's why they're such good friends because Inej yeah. is like over in the corner, like arms crossed, watching her, like smirking. Like, this is great. She just paid yes. for her drinks. I can't believe she just did that. And it's super fun. <laughs> I so love that. yeah, I would totally do that. It would be a lot of fun. That was cute. That was a fun. That was a fun time. Fun Galentine's time. Now I'm hungry for oysters and waffles. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ooh. and now I just want to do Galentine's. Now what are we doing? <laughs> we don't need to talk about romance. Let's just Lame. talk about. Let's just talk about how we love each other. Yeah, men. Exactly. Boo. Boo. I don't support. I read a book that has a, a great man. I don't know. Maybe okay. maybe it's just fictional. I, yes, he's fictional. <laughs> was he written by a woman? Yes, he yes. was. Yes. Oh, was he? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. But, no, but Emily, you will love this. He, I, it's, uh, oh, what's, it's Henry Cavill. That <gasps> is his, that is who I picture him as. I'm getting oh. to you. I'm totally you, doing it. Piece uh, by piece. Yes. It doesn't take much. It's like, you know, dark hair, blue eyes, beard. And I'm like, okay. Sharp jaw. <laughs> Sharp jaw. Chiseled, chiseled uh, profile. Like big muscles. muscles. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I am reviewing Indigo Ridge by Devney Perry. It is the first book in a series called The Edens. It is a small town enemies to lovers contemporary romance. It has my favorite, which is dual POVs. I love to know um, I love what that. Yeah. everybody's thinking. Yeah. Here's what it's about. My friend Winslow Covington believes in life, liberty, and the letter of the law. As Quincy, Montana, so Quincy's the name of, of the town. I don't know if it's real or not because I don't know anything about Montana. But um, this is set Who in does? Montana. Really? She is the it's town. real, actually. Um, She is the the town's new chief of police, and she's determined to prove herself to the community and show them that she didn't earn her position because her grandfather's the mayor. According to her pops, all she has to do is earn favor with the Edens. But winning over the town's founding family might have been easier if not for her one night stand with their oldest son. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) whoops. In her defense. 
It was her first night in town, and she didn't realize that the rugged and charming man who wooed her into bed was Quincy's royalty. More like wooed her into his truck. (laughs) Sleeping with Griffin Eden was a huge mistake, one she's trying to forget. He's insufferable arrogant and keeps reminding everyone that she's an outsider winslow does her best to avoid griffin but when a woman is found dead on eden property the two of them have no choice but to cross paths as clues to the murderer lead to one of quincy's own griffin realizes winslow is more than he gave her credit for beautiful and intelligent she proves hard to resist for him and the killer okay so Mm -hmm. thank you goodreads for that description all right, why I liked it. So as you can tell from the description, it is suspenseful. And so you keep trying to figure out what ha- what's happening, who's killing these people. Ooh. And what I like about it, for me, I love a good suspenseful romance. But it's hard to find one that's like good on both parts. It's like has the good suspense yeah. and also the good romance. And this yeah, one definitely. actually had both. So I love a strong female. I love that she's like a female police chief. And oh, yeah. so... And so she's, like, a badass at work, but then, like, also it shows her, like, you know, deep, cozy, squishy heart insides. It's a cozy, small-town setting, which is something that I needed at the time. I needed something that was cozy and and sweet and charming. Uh, It's a slow burn, but it's not. So they, obviously, they have a one-night stand. So there's a sex scene at the very beginning but that one is fades to black. And so I was reading this and I was like, oh, no, is this a fades to black <laughs> romance? Because I don't, I do not like those. Mm-mm. But also, I don't, I personally do not like too much sex scenes to where, like, there's not enough plot. So yeah. there are, there is sexual content coming. And it's, it's really good. But it's just not at that very beginning. Another thing I like, so a lot of times in contemporary romance, you're reading, there's stuff going on, they start to fall in love, they realize they love each other, and then bam, something happens, like a third act breakup, you know, something happens where it's miscommunication, or like... Miscommunication is my least favorite, like, just fucking talk to each other. Yeah, but like, you know, something happens within the relationship where they just, you know, if you just talk to each other, you'd figure it out. Oh, yeah. that doesn't happen in this one, and it hasn't happened. I'm 75% into the second one. So I appreciate that, like, their love story is just, like, a love story. So they, like, fall in Aww. love and keep building on this relationship. It's just other stuff within the plot. Like, in this one, it's um, the killer. Like, you're trying to figure out the killer. That is what is suspenseful about it and keeps you keeps you going, keeps you turning the pages. Not necessarily, like... Are they going to end up together? Right. And Or like, are they going to, you know, fix this stuff that happened? I, I really appreciate so far that there's nothing that has detrimented their relationship. Like he hasn't, you know, gone and done something. She, there's nothing they've discovered from their past that is weird. It's just that they have a good relationship. There's just outside stuff within the town happening. So I, I love really that. appreciate that. Yeah. I love that. I, I really appreciate that because sometimes I'm like, well, I don't, you know. Obviously, they're meant for each other. This is a waste yeah. of time. Right. Is she, I'm sorry if I was not paying attention, but what does he do within the town? Like, she's the police chief. He's. <sighs> he is the, uh, he owns a ranch. Ooh. And he is, he, he is the sexy cowboy. 
of the Henry Cavill ranch owner. He was wearing his yes. Wranglers and his boots. And oh, his boots. is he a little bit yeah. dirty? He is oh, dirty yeah. sometimes. A little bit dusty. With the beard, he wears the hat. Mm. He has he has like the belt with the with the you know the cowboy the belt buckle. Guidance. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. He rides horses. They go and like ride. They're not called go- and ladies. Go- <laughs> yes. Subtle. They go oh, and they goodness. they ride those. What are they called? I'm not trying to call them a golf cart. It's like a a thing. They. Ride. I really hope it's a golf cart. <laughs> It's we was undermining the image you've been building up for me. <laughs> it's, it's a four-wheeler. I was trying to call it a dune buggy, but it's not a dune buggy. It's a four-wheeler <laughs> that they ride. And so they ride through all, like, all the land. There's so much land. There's all these mountains. And so it's in Montana. So they're like snow-tipped mountains, even yeah. though it's, you know, which in the south, we're not used to that all year No, but I've, I've been to Montana and it's fucking uh, gorgeous out there. Well, I want to go now that I've been reading these books. And it's, so it's I, beautiful, but there's like few enough people that you sort of suspect that everyone's a little crazy. Mm, nice. Well, we don't we don't currently have any subscribed listeners from Montana, so I can say that. Oh, we're safe. That's good. Okay. Yeah. We suspect all of you of being maybe a serial killer. Absolutely. Possibly. You never know. Except for the Edens and their fictional people. And their but, and their golf cart. And their golf cart. But I'm like <laughs> I'm obs- I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with the little town and the story that I like. All of these books are on Kindle Unlimited, and I bought all of them to put on my shelves. And it takes a lot for me to buy something that I can read through, like, for free or through my subscription. But I wanted them for my shelves because I'm that obsessed with them. And I will probably, after I finish those, I'll probably get into another one of Devney Perry's, like, small town Montana romances, too. Because she, she, write, she writes some good. So five, well, I will say four stars because I, I, I rated it on Goodreads four stars. I would like to go back and change that because I was frustrated that in the epilogue she has a baby and then there's a um, another baby that comes entirely too quick that is not possible it is not um, (laughs) physically possible for that to happen but i'm gonna have to get over that i like that that like lowered it down to full star you're like (laughs) unbelievable not okay in the epilogue no no woman would ever (laughs) yeah no one is happy about this (laughs) Suspension of disbelief. So five. Well, we'll say five stars because I'm getting over myself about about the <laughs> epilogue. Five stars for me, and the second book is has been even better so far. Ooh, yeah, Aww. yeah. The other brother's a hot chef and just like <gasps> makes. He just like made her macaroni and cheese one day. He was just like, "Oh, you're eating. You brought bat box to mac and cheese. Here is my homemade mac and cheese." Sure. So. Books have given me an unrealistic expectation that they're like just random chefs out there waiting to cook for people. 100%. Inaccurate new expectation. I love the sound of that. I have recently become super enamored with books where it's like, here is a cozy pocket of the universe that you just want to spend time in. Mm -hmm. And you can come back and visit when you need it. It's It's like Hogwarts. It's always home. You can yeah. come back to it anytime you need to. I love that. That sounds so charming. It was. It was really good. Okay, Jane, what you been reading? Do I want to know? <laughs> the, sa- the same but different. Okay. No. 
<laughs> so in preparation for this episode, I read the duology by Sophie Lark. There are no saints and there is no devil. And this is a dark serial killer romance. Fuck yeah. But, yeah. Oh, great. So same thing, so but much darker than your cozy small town Montana. We're in San Francisco, first of all. We're big What towns. is the same? So, <laughs> the, people, the people killing. Dying. People are dying. Oh, except, right. Sure. Except in um, my book, one of the murderers is the love interest. Whoops. Oh, great. So this is There Are No Saints is uh, mainly what I'm going to talk about by Sophie Lark. It has our main character, Mara. Our, she's our female main character. We've got our male main character, Cole. Mara and Cole are involved in the art scene in San Francisco, which was really interesting actually to read about. Mara is an amazing um, heroine because unlike our Fifty Shades of Grey, where what's her face, like meets Christian Grey because she stumbles across his like threshold. And then she's like, oh, look at me. I'm a little stumbly girl with uh, hair. And it's so fucking dumb. Mara can't stand her. (laughs) Mara's a fighter. Mara starts off. She gets noticed by Cole, the serial killer, because she is kidnapped, bound, her nipples pierced, left in a bondage outfit, in the middle of the desert for him to find and deal with. And then he just walks past her and she manages to free herself. And while bleeding out, dying, because they've also slashed her wrist, yeah. she runs to the road and she gets fucking rescued because she's a fucking badass. So she is not Little Miss What's-Her-Face, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> like, she is a fighter. So we what like Mara. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack with that. A lot that I'm just going to gloss over. You know, just walk that, right past that. That is like chapter two of the book. <laughs> chapter two. There's no major spoilers with that. Like, <laughs> yes, <sighs> I love this. Mara has already proven her worth to us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she and then she like keeps the nipple piercings because she's like, well, this just shows that like I can make it through hard times. Well, well yes, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have to also preface this whole review by saying that personally, what we're dealing with is a Catholic born and raised, then raised in the South, repressed sexual conversation. So the only way that I'm able to talk about this is that I had two beers prior to this podcast, and then I am currently (laughs) drinking, inspired by Tom Hanks, a cocaine. That's right. Coca-Cola and champagne. Tom Hanks. (laughs) Hell yeah. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Tom Hanks. <laughs> and making it so I can talk about this. Freely. Favorite sponsor so far. This is great. <laughs> As we get into the meat. How yeah. is it? Is it good? I haven't tried oh, it yet. This is delicious. If is you it, have like, not real mixed, good? No, it's really good because the sweetness of the Coke and the champagne really go together. And then Coke's bubbly champagne's about like it melds well together. And to be specific, huh. I'm drinking yeah. Diet Coke because that's what Tom Hanks drank. So Diet sure. Coke and champagne. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Love it. Perfect. I would replace that with orange juice and yeah, cocaine instead of mimosas. Get it? Coke, (laughs) champagne, cocaine. Perfect. Carry on. Sorry. (laughs) So getting into the meat of the book, I want to start off with my it. And I didn't realize besides my repressed ability to talk about sex which comes from childhood. (laughs) Other than that, I didn't realize I had any icks until I started reading this book. And my number one (laughs) ick 
is the phrase pussy lips. Oh, oh, you just said it just out loud, just like that. Yep. That, that's a bad one. That's bad. Um, Miss Sophie Lark, we need to talk about <laughs> why you landed on pussy lips as <laughs> a necessary description tool. <laughs> Ew, I don't even like to read the word pussy. But I know. Yeah. That's why I was saying it's the it worst for you. thing. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, oh. but do not worry, everyone. I kept track. So in book one, there are no sa- saints. Pussy lips is mentioned four times. Oh, God. And by 31% of the book, we're done. So if you can make it okay. through 31%, you're going to mm-hmm. get four pussy lips and oh, then you're God. done. <laughs> and you can cross, you can count them as oh. you go. <laughs> if you can make it through the first third, you're, you're good until the end. And then oh, in good. There Is No Devil, it happens pretty early, 5% of the way through. We only get two pussy lips. They're at 5%, they're at 9%, and then we're done. So if you can make it past that, so that's gonna six be okay. total. Six total, two books, and they happen in the pretty much the beginning, and then they, they're, they're done. But that listen, was- listen, mood readers. Jane has done the research for you. Jane put herself <laughs> on the line. They're already like, a hero. Well, they're already they're already turning this podcast episode off because they've oh heard pussy lips too many times. <laughs> Same. My husband at some point came in and he was like, "Oh, what are you taking notes on? That smut book you're reading?" And I was like, first of all, we yes. cannot have this discussion." And then yeah. an, an hour later, I was like, "Okay, I'm ready to talk about it." I was I was documenting how many times we said "pussy lips," uh, and he was like, "I don't." Never mind. And I was like, that's what I thought. Yeah. You, you thought you were excited about what was happening. But uh, no. No. It was <laughs> also, can I just point out that we've already, I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe I miscounted. Have we already said that phrase more times on this podcast than yes. are yes. in the books and questions? We questions? have. Excellent. So yes. if you've made it to this point Great. in the podcast, you, you are can a make champ. it through. You got it. The only thing, though, the only thing is you're you're going to be reading the book and dreading the next time it comes <laughs> up. Like you're down to three, and you're like, "Oh man, there's still two more hidden ones." Percentage, thirty-one percent book one, nine percent okay. book two. You're you're free. Then you're free. I will say that from there on out, she does refer to her pussy, and right. well, that's pretty standard in my books. I don't love it, but. As a narrator, Amara is um, 25 years old, and thinking back to when I was 25, I also would have like been more okay with the word pussy. Now I'm a decade sure. past that, so I'm at the point where I'm like, can we just like say vagina and get over it? Can we move on? So I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with pussy, but like pussy is pussy lives got to me. Uh. That's really bad. <laughs> I thought we were done. I thought we were done. <laughs> no, listen, with smut books on K, was this a Kindle Unlimited book? Yes, both of okay. these are available so, on KU. On KU romance erotica books, like there, there's just some language that all the authors apparently have agreed to use that you just kind of have to accept if you're going to get to where you're going, if you know what I mean. But like... Adding that extra, like the lips, that uh, that's lips. one too far. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would have rather. There are so many different things I'd rather like 
folds, like my folds. Yes, that's very popular yeah. right now. I'm trying yeah. to think of other, even like he just, he entered Entrance. Me, or he like, I don't know. Or Center, core yeah. is really popular. Core. My core. That's we nice. About, we talked about the slit. Yeah. Oh, oh I don't know. That's also bad. <laughs> I hate that one. <laughs> Listen, but after, after Pussy Lips, I was prepared for slip. You take anything after that. Anything. Literally anything. Ugh. Oh, God, okay. that's so bad. So that's, the wor- that's getting the worst out of the way because overall, these books are really well written. Oh, like, nice. they're well written. Like, they're, there's no grammatical errors. The writing is really good. I was really invested in the storyline. Like, it was better writing than the Mindfuck series, which I also really enjoyed, which is mm-hmm. also serial killer smut. Um mm. So, it, but this is quite different than that. So I did, I just, uh, I had to do it by the numbers. So for There Are No Saints, there we get four acts of solo activity and four acts of group activity. Um, Wait, like solo, solo, or like solo, only one person is uh, achieving anything, but the other person is involved? Okay, so we have solo, solo, one person is involved. And then we okay. have four acts of group activity, two, yeah. of which, two of which one person is getting off by another person, two okay. of which are penetration, one of which is butt stuff. Hmm. This, this is very well charted, Jane. Thank you. I know. The research is impeccable. <laughs> In there are no or there is no devil, we get uh, five acts of sex i didn't bother to keep track this time they start at five percent of the book though so all right in, oh wow in, in book one we start our solo activities at 25 percent. so you do have to read a quarter of the way through you do have to get to several versions of pussy lips before you get solo activity <laughs> um and it's another one we we start with voyeurism solo activity yeah See, that showed up in one of the ones I read. That's, yeah, yeah, that's nice. We start dark, we get darker. We're in the art scene of San Francisco. We have two artists, Cole and Alistair Shaw. They're competing artists. They're competing serial killers. They recognize the other one. Mara kind of gets caught in the middle. Alistair is the one who kidnaps her, leaves her tied up for Cole. Cole walks past her, like, whatever, I'm not dealing with this. Mara escapes, becomes her own heroine. It's a whole thing. It was really good. There wasn't as much murder as I was expecting across the two books. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Making up for it in several area- other areas. I, I did tell Emily that I thought that the result of me reading this books was that gonna, was that I was going to be in it for the murder versus mm-hmm. the smut. And that ended up not being the case. Like, it was a pretty equal balance. And the smut that was written was pretty good. Like, I was here for it. Like, we take PL out of it. And <laughs> I, I, I can, feel better. <laughs> I can get through the rest. I will say, so also with these books, what Sophie Lark did is she included artwork as part of the chapters, which I thought oh, was cool. pretty cool. Especially yeah. since they are artists. But then she, like, designed some of, like the scenes of what we're seeing. She also included a Spotify playlist. And instead of it being like at the start of every chapter, sometimes it would be mid chapter at like the start of a scene. So I thought that was really cool. That being said, um, I didn't bother to listen to it. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not into that. I appreciate the effort, but I love, I love that stuff, but it, but it takes like, I don't know if a book like that would like, I would appreciate that in a fantasy book. I love a, 
thought it would probably work well for this, but like I didn't recognize a lot of the songs or bands, and then I don't have Spotify approved. It just became too much. Like I couldn't. Oh, okay. Let me, okay. Let me just That's read it. a lot of extra assignments. Yeah, yeah, if I had Spotify Premium, maybe I'd be willing to try it out. But then I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not into hipster music. Like, y'all, I just went to a record store and brought, bought Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. On <laughs> You're such I'm not a dork. A, I'm not a hipster music girly. So I was just like, this is great. I'll let someone else get the full benefit of our playlist. Um, do you I don't think do you think the Rite of Spring would would work with this one? Dun, dun, it, dun, 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 dun. Is that it's it? not Rite of Spring. No. No. No, <laughs> no Rite of Whatever. Spring is like the we'll talk about this off air, but it's like the <laughs> We'll add it to the playlist. <laughs> yeah, it's very um well it's very Russian and it's very like yeah. ahead of its time Russian. So wasn't it is, a ballet? It was. Yeah. But it was like definitely like experimental by everybody got real mad. I remember I got I yeah, I know what I got it confused with. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a a scene in a maze where Alistair Shaw is chasing down Mara and you don't know if she's gonna make it or not that I think Rite of Spring would have been good for, but definitely (laughs) (laughs) that's some great stuff. Uh another okay. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum, but I am going to say what is not for me as a middle-aged 30-year-old. That's not middle-aged, but continue. That's fine. <laughs> a mid-30-year-old. There you go. Um, there you go. In book two, there is no devil. At some point in Cole and Mara's relationship, she takes some Ambien. And it's consensual. She takes... Okay. Book one, there are no saints. There's a little bit of like, I consented to have sex, but maybe I didn't consent to have this type of sex. And I'm telling you no, but you're going ahead with it. And in the end, our heroine is fine with what happened, but 100% check your trigger warnings. because this is, okay. Yeah, this is very, from what I'm hearing, this is very typical hashtag dark romance. Yeah. Consensual boundaries are blurred and you gotta know yeah. what you're getting into. Consensual, non-consensual. The con- yeah, it's it's complicated. Yeah. yeah, it's very complicated. Sophie Lark does in the beginning list her um, trigger warnings for mm-hmm. the book. That's good. So uh, I would encourage you to read that, especially if you click into it on KU and it starts at like chapter one. Yeah. I would encourage you to backtrack Scroll to, like, those trigger warnings first <laughs> and then forward track. But in book two, there is no devil. She's taken her Ambien. She has agreed to the sex. Like, she's for it, so it's fine. But, oh my god, she, like, references him as a daddy, and to quote, she says, I don't want to be another fucked up girl with daddy issues, but god, it's nice to have a daddy. And I was oh like, god. oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I, a lot. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you can't say that. Like it's implied, but you can't like just say it. Oh god. I, I mean, I, I know I know what she means. You know, there's a lot of people love the daddy thing, like calling yes. their significant other daddy. Ugh. Whatever, well, whatever if that's your thing, but you can <laughs> I don't We're doing like, a bad job at not yucking over here. I'm sorry. No, it's I don't it's like it for me personally. <laughs> 
I do not like that being used in the same sentence as like actually meaning daddy is in like a father. Right. Like, why are we, why are we talking about your daddy? But like, also glad that you capital D daddy. Yeah. Have a capital D daddy. Listen, I just saw a TikTok. Y'all, TikTok is a wonderful (laughs) place. And I just saw a TikTok that was just. Smash cuts of everyone's favorite internet daddy, uh, Pascal, and he's talking to an interviewer, and he's like, in accent, he's like, "Yes, I know, I'm the internet's favorite sexy daddy," and I was like, "Oh, that's the only person that can say that." And even no, and I've been on Pedro Pascal Zaddy TikTok, like I've been, and when I read that, I tried to picture Pedro Mm -hmm. Pascal. I couldn't. And no, TikTok I, my, will provide. Don't worry. My only <laughs> excuse for Mara as the main character is that she never knew who her actual dad was. Oh, no. So she has actual daddy issues? This is terrible. Oh, yeah. no. Well, what I'm saying is, like, someone who knows my father, like, I I can't with that, with yeah. that set of sentences. This, no, you're, there's too much. That's too it's much. Ju- nope. It's just not that. It's it's not for me. So if you, can get, if you can get over the PL, which is worth it, and if you can ignore those that two sentence little part yes. where we picture Pedro Pascal, Daddy Leah, yeah, picture Pedro Pascal. She's on her Ambien. She's like a little out of it. It's fine. He <laughs> takes advantage of the Ambien to go off and kill somebody. So that's oh, sure. Great. Yeah. That being said. I can't reiterate. I don't know about how, this. <laughs> I can't reiterate how well written this is. Like nice. I was into it. I read both right. of them. I was happy with both of them. I think book one, there are no saints, is better than book two. But book two resolved a lot of issues, and then it was over and done. And I was satisfied with what you I reached. Said. Satisfaction. That's good. I reached satisfaction, Excellent. and I <laughs> have officially said "pussy lips" more times than I ever said <laughs> I want in my life. And I'm more times done. than in the book series. I'm going to tell your husband. Day. I'm going to tell your husband that 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 needs to be your new nickname. <laughs> if you do, first of all, thank you. He, won't. he listens. It's okay. He'll know. <laughs> so yeah, happy Valentine's Day, happy Pussy Lips Day. I'm out. Mm-hmm. This is Jane Austen, literary great. Peace out. <laughs> Uh, the crowning pinnacle of your your canon of work pussy lips i can i was thinking about that i was like do you think that one that jane austen ever imagined that one day someone would assume her identity and then talk about pussy lips on a podcast (laughs) all i want is for somebody to google jane austen and then in one of the things that pop up as like a suggestion i just need it to be Pussy lips. That's all I want in my life. <laughs> Jane Austen pussy lips? No? That's- oh, Jane Austen Pride and Prejudice. Gotcha. Gotcha. I bet you can I bet you can find Jane Austen pussy lips somewhere <laughs> on the deep dark. dark if you say it at least 10 more times. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> there's there's gotta be something somewhere. <laughs> Nora's like, don't worry. It's already out there. Somewhere. I bet Nora, it exists. Nora, <laughs> I knew about your aversion to the word pussy. So when <laughs> pussy lips first came up, I was like, absolutely. <laughs> when oh, are we God. ever gonna stop saying it? 
Can we go ahead and Emily? Can we get to Emily's review so we can stop? So I can stop hearing that word. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Um, Mine is not that good. Here's what I'm going to do. Simple as I can. I, Emily Bronte, I had a very conservative upbringing in a parsonage on the windswept moors, et cetera, et cetera. In my conservative upbringing on the windswept moors, I was always told that, you know, if you give Satan an inch, he's going to take a mile. If you let (laughs) Satan in just a little bit, he's going to drag you down to hell with him. Sort of like, you know, if if you let sin into your mind, that sin is going to grow and spread. And like, sort of like how they talk about, you know, how I was always told about marijuana as a child. Marijuana is a gateway mm, drug. Gateway, this, yeah. The marijuana is a gateway drug. It's going to lead you down to cocaine. Look at Jane. She's guzzling cocaine right now. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a ghost mug. <laughs> Out of a ghost mug. It's very cute. So, yeah, this gateway drug. Um, well, friends, listeners, I have been gatewayed. <laughs> I I started out with some really, you know, innocent, normal fantasy smut. I I reviewed a really good one with KF Breen, A Rune of Roses. Good, healthy smut. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody's consenting. Everything is great. And then, mm-hmm. y'all, it just it just goes downhill from there. I have seen <laughs> some stuff. I have like. I went with some stalkers, some murderers, some dudes who were into sharks, some dragons, <laughs> some paranormal shapeshifts with really weird equipment, some wolves, and now here we are landing with aliens. <laughs> Yay! So, <laughs> like, somehow, like, I read 14 books in January, okay? <laughs> I went real hard and real fast and really rough, and it was good sometimes, but like... <laughs> There's literally nowhere else to go from here. Like, I read a whole lot of dark smut, and then I tried to read, like, a plus smut in between, like, some dark romance stuff. And that's when I realized that I have been ruined for normal <laughs> smut, okay? It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't, it can't, it doesn't happen unless your male character is either a certified psychotic or an actual fucking monster. <laughs> um, so... You know, I, I spent a lot of time in the dark romance. If you are looking for dark romance recommendation, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the dark romance because I feel like Jane covered it. But um, if you are looking for the kind of book that I'm talking about when I say dark romance, you can't do better than H.G. Carlton, the hunting or haunting and hunting Adeline series. That is a really intense contemporary thriller stalker dark smut that lives rent free in my head forever. Uh, featuring Henry Cavill as my new favorite hero, Zade Meadows. And can I just say, <clears throat> before I like go into my actual review, I have a letter for Henry Cavill that I have not written down, but would like to address to him now. Yeah. Dear Henry Cavill, yeah. Dear Henry Cavill, it's me, your friend, Emily Bronte. How are you? <laughs> Big fan. Both uh, English. I know- <laughs> yes. <laughs> both English, yes. We're both staples of uh, British, you know, uh, arts and culture. Yes, and colonialism. <laughs> That's, well, okay. Um, so listen, Henry, I know that you have had a hard couple of months. You know, DC, did you wrong? That was wrong. And we are on yeah. your team. The Witcher, you know, you care so much about that project. And then you have creative differences. 
is and then that didn't end well. Like that's fucked well, up. And that's he, not like, cool. Quit the Witcher to continue to be Superman, and then right. he mm-hmm. and him, then so. dropped him. So here's what I and I know you've got your new project. I saw the announcement with the uh, World of Warcraft. I'm very excited for you. But here's what I want to say to you from one British icon to another: If you come join us on the dark side of romance, <laughs> if you will join us and come do some adaptations of some smutty romance novels, we will never do you wrong. We will never turn our backs on you. You literally are owed money for your the use of your likeness by so many romance authors. Amen. Especially H.D. Mm-hmm. Carlton, who is amazing and fantastic. And she did a very good job of like, you know, drawing you with words. But I'm just saying, if you're if you're looking for your next turn in your career, Henry Cavill, turn to us. Turn to Passion, romance. Passion flicks calls your name. Passion flicks calls your name. We will never Sake you oh. sincerely and your friend Emily Bronte and the women of the world. And the women of the world. Yes, we Y'all, love you. I see, I see Henry Cavill casted like, like fan casted more often than mm-hmm. anyone else. Yeah, there's a reason for that, even <laughs> out, even outside of our yeah. group chat. Yeah, I see him casted all the time. Yeah, because he's, he's lit. I'm, I'm so serious and all serious. Every time an author is like, he's super tall. His muscles are ridiculous. He's dark hair, blue eyes, chiseled jaw, ridiculous profile. He's I, obviously, who else yeah. could they be talking about? You're right. It's Henry Cavill. Yeah. And even as much as I want it to be like Jason Momoa, it's not, it's Henry it's Cavill. Not, sometimes it's Jason Momoa, but it's yeah, be more but that's specific, like they add yeah. the tattoos and he's mm-hmm. got the longer right, hair right, right. and he's like a little more wild. But like if we're right. like, if we're like a really rich dude, Suave, like, yeah, intelligent like a rich dude with cowboy. money, but then also <laughs> cowboy. Dark side. Yes, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. He's back. He's back yeah. again. Henry Cavill. Let us help you. We want to. Yeah. Um, so Henry yeah. Cavill could be in Nora's romance. He could mm-hmm. be the main character in my <gasps> romance. Right. Oh, my God. You're and right. He, yeah. And then he starred in almost all of my really hashtag dark romance novels, especially as Zade Meadows Internet. You're welcome. So if you're looking for dark romance, hit up H. Carlton. She's got the Adeline books. They're fantastic. They are very complicated. Absolutely do not look for them unless you read the trigger warnings. End of story. Another really good one that I was really impressed with was Does It Hurt? Which I can't even say <laughs> with a straight face. Uh, also That's by H.D. Carlton. It does often. Frequently. <laughs> there are sharks involved. It's real messed up. Um, did, you, did I hear you say that like the dude might have been interested in the shark? Okay. So <clears throat> he... <laughs> It's like a danger thing. He's not interested in sharks. He likes to use sharks to scare her and be afraid oh. for her life and being afraid of being literally torn apart by sharks while he fucks her over the side of a boat. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Oh. Your open mouths are, yes, accurate. Nice. That's fucked up. That's the one with Jason Momoa. So I, I just picture I, that. I love, love Jason Momoa. I love Jason Momoa, yeah. but I don't know about that. Yeah, it, no, oh. it's complicated. <laughs> no, listen, wait, Nora. 
No, but think Jason Momoa, how he looks as Aquaman, mm-hmm. or Game of Thrones, either way, or any, I was either like, way, any, whatever, anything. Yeah, anything. any version of Jason Momoa, and there's a shark, and then he's fucking you over the side of the boat. Mm-hmm. Come on, and Nora, s- picture it, picture he's, it. He's he, so angry, but he wants me to be scared. Okay, maybe well, yeah. I, okay, if I pretend like I'm scared, but if yeah, I yes, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a bedroom game. You know, it's okay, like well, sometimes okay. it is, sometimes it's not. Sometimes he really. <laughs> hates you and yeah but sometimes it is a bedroom game and everybody's presenting and it's exciting so does it hurt by hg carlton is a really good one if you are looking for a one and done quickie dark romance hg carlton that one is really fun because um other than the sharks there is it's actually like a thriller like there's a murder mystery there's an imminent threat from this other guy on the island um, our male main character and our female main character are working together to escape this dangerous situation. They've crashed on a they're almost deserted um, lighthouse island in Australia in the middle of the ocean. And it turns out it's not deserted. There's a crazy guy on <laughs> And they have to figure out how to get away from him, get rescued, don't get murdered, and also have a lot of really smutty, wet, salty sex. We got a lot of uh, murder sex going on this episode. We do, yeah. Oh god. In, okay. in different iterations, <laughs> we got like cozy murder sex, uh, cozy murder sex, dark murder sex, shark murder sex, shark murder sex. It's great. <laughs> oh, you guys, I never pictured this. I, I just I happening. need an adult. I need an adult to come and save okay. me. Okay. What is so happening? Happen you need, have, you have, need like, Tom Hanks in his cocaine. At his episode, diet cocaine. episode one of our podcast, mm-hmm. I was the one who like read the most mm-hmm. romance and probably like the smuttiest stuff. What has happened to you guys? Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is true. In in for Christmas, I got a Kindle Paperwhite and a KU subscription. I got that for Valentine's Day from my unsuspecting husband. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I yeah, bet yeah. I bet he's happy now. He's yeah, he's happier now. Uh, well, you, you so... should tell him about the ratio of pussy lips because that oh, no, that'll any excitement that yeah. might have. That'll dial some things back. Yeah. Uh, listen, Nora, I have a very addictive personality, and I literally read fourteen smut books in one month. Like it, ju- I'm telling you, I got gatewayed so hard. I started up here, <laughs> I went down hard and fast, and like. Oh boy. Okay. So having said that, coming out the other side of my dark romance, you know, my era, era, <laughs> my dark romance era, I'm like, I need something wholesome and uplifting. I need something restorative. I want love. I want romance. Like, you know, romance, not smut. <laughs> but as I have said, the vanilla sex doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> it just, it's not cutting it. They're all too lovey-dovey and like squishy. So <laughs> what what's a girl to do when she, you know, wants that romance but needs something more? She fucks a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went like down. An, like an actual creature. <laughs> like an actual creature. We're talking dragons. We're talking paranormal freakish creatures that are like shadow shifters with skull heads and really Ooh. weird dicks. We're talking... <laughs> We're talking wolves, like wolven men, you know, 
kind of a werewolf, but he's always a wolf. But he has arms and legs. Yeah, he stands uh, on his legs. He stands on his leg. He talks. You know, he's a wolven. He's a person with a wolf. Yeah, head, basically. Okay. And a tail. Yeah, I did a dragon, did wolven, did paranormal, <laughs> uh, demon creature. Ended up my happiest final recommendation for the night: an alien. <laughs> okay, internet, you were right. Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon is fantastic. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yes, it, so happy it is with this review. fantastic. Okay, so Nora actually told me about this months ago. She kind of made a joke about, like, in the group chat about, like, oh, I'm listening to an alien smut book, audio book, while I clean house. And I was like, huh. Weird. Why? Weird. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) But then I read it. And my whole life was changed. So (laughs) these books are relatively old. They originally came out in 2015. There's actually 21 or 22 books in the series. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've read read four. Each book is less, is 200 pages or less, give or take. So like they're very quick. She knows exactly what she's doing. Okay. So Alien Smut, Ice Planet Barbarians. The whole premise is each book stars a different POV girl character. Each of the, a whole group of girls have been scooped up and abducted from Earth, and they wake up in the cargo hold of an alien ship. They have been kidnapped to use in the alien sex trade, basically, or, you know, maybe they'll get eaten, who knows, um, by really, (laughs) really bad aliens. And I do want to say, trigger warning, check ahead for the first book. It starts out very dark, so definitely read your trigger warnings. But it starts out dark, but, and it sets this immediacy and like this like desperation. These girls are survivors, and they have to get away. So when the ship crashes on this mysterious planet, and their alien captors kind of indicate like, "Hey, you chill here. We'll come back and get you once we fix our ship," and then leave them. All of these girls in the cargo hold are like, "We got to get the fuck out of here, or we're gonna fucking die." The first book is starring Georgie, and she manages to make her way out of the crashed cargo hold and out onto the mysterious planet where they landed. It is an icy, scary, windswept, snowy planet. Essentially, she stumbles upon a super smoking, really tall, muscly blue alien, (laughs) and he is all about it. And so this (laughs) Vectal is all about it. (laughs) <laughs> um, so you're pulling in a lot of these classic fantasy tropes of like mates and scents. You know, we talked about how smelling is like such a weird hot thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Um, lots of talk about fate, faded mates, you know. So basically the action of the book is Georgie and Vectal the alien. They can't speak the same language. Uh, he's like seven foot tall, muscled, has giant horns and a tail and like, mm other equipment do not do (laughs) you better describe his penis in a minute i will i have a whole section about it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh the whole the whole action trying georgie trying to rescue her fellow you know captives out of the hold of the alien ship before the evil aliens come back but then also surviving in what is essentially a bronze age planet there's no electricity that we don't share a common language there's no like you know i don't know gore-tex parkas or whatever like you're gonna starve and freeze 
like it's a very it's a survivalist adventure which makes it oh the the pace is so fast mm-hmm. it just keeps going you're just like oh my god what are they going to do it moves it along so quickly so i never get bored which is Perfect. great yeah so what i have learned from these books from Mon- from my time in monsterland <laughs> is that monster smut is not the same as dark dark romance dark romance is all about the the daddy and the degradation and the praise king yeah. and like lots of stuff yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there was like a lot of degrading that mm-hmm. turned into healing of trauma yes yes how does yeah. that work but it does i don't know like bullying but it's hot okay none of that yeah. happens in monster smut if that is too dark for you or if you have been through the ringer and come out the other side and you need something a little bit lighter Monster smut works because of two factors. Factor one, monster male characters are the biggest, squishiest, warmest, most fragrant, squishy cinnamon rolls I have ever encountered in literature ever. They just, they are wife guys. They adore the female main character. They are mates, eternal. They just are addicted to her scent and her taste and like, oh my God, they just love her so fucking much. They are so squishy. And that sounds really boring. But factor two is your very important monster equipment. (laughs) Yay! Monster equipment keeps things very interesting. Every single different monster book that I've read, each one has different equipage. Uh, I've seen yeah, different <laughs> per whatever your sport you're per playing. whatever you know <laughs> species you're dealing with. I've seen two dicks at once. I've seen tentacles wrapped around the dick, like complicated. Huh. They're like prehensile. I've seen prehensile tails. There was another one. Uh, oh, there's like a, the wolven has, has like a like a knot. I don't want to go into that too much. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's risque. That's complicated. Um, <laughs> sometimes I feel like these ladies are just, these authors are just describing sex toys. Um, yeah. In, uh, sure. in the alien smut, there is a spur, which Ooh. is strategically placed. It's kind of like, you know, that episode on Sex and City, Sex in the City, where they talk about the rabbit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for it's sure. Like the rabbit. Uh huh. Yep. I was, I was already picturing the rabbit when you said yep. two dicks. To, well, the two dick one is not as exciting as you think. But oh. I mean, you know, it's perfectly nice. It's good. It's really good. But it's not what you're thinking. He never uses both of them at once. Um, oh, boo! He's too thoughtful. He's like, "I'll hurt you," and then she's like, "Oh, you're so thoughtful." And I'm like, "No." Do you it. could you could do something <laughs> with it. You can figure yeah, it they out. They don't they don't have they, to both go into an orifice at the same time. They, they do some stuff. They do some stuff. Okay, okay. it's not it's not you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the that's the elements of a successful monster romance: deep, passionate, caring, loving, sustaining romance, and monster equipment. It is always interesting. The other thing that's important with monster romance, sort of like you said, Nora is that it's not about the will they, won't they to drive the action. Mm-hmm. It's about the action around the happy yeah, couple. the surviving. Are we going mm-hmm. to live? That's Will cool. we live? Will we defeat the demon horde? Is uh, Am I going to get kidnapped? Whatever. Yeah. You know, will we spice the terms of the deal with the demon king to not get snatched or whatever? So it's, it's extremely satisfying and a very hallmark christmas movie kind of way you know exactly Mm -hmm. what you want you get exactly what you want 
very quickly. Sort of like an old friend. They know exactly how to fix it for you. (laughs) You get there real fast, very satisfied, and everybody's happy at the end of the day. So, yeah. I love it. I want to purchase the new special editions of the Ice Planet Barbarians. The first four Mm -hmm. books have beautiful new covers. They are so pretty. So pretty. Ruby Dixon is an excellent writer. I I would give these like five stars, the Ice Planet Barbarians, because the writing is so good. For what we're getting, it is like an A-plus Hallmark movie. If you are, you know, we're not winning Oscars, but if they gave out Oscars for Hallmark movies, this would win. Yeah, I get that. All Mark movies with monster dicks. This yeah. would win. Yeah. So, I listen. Uh, yeah. I listened to that one, and it, it's 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 so funny. The uh, the narrators did so good because you've got <laughs> Georgie, and she talks like this because she's, she's from, from Tampa. South. Oh well, hell she, yeah! Liz whatever. Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, she has the most southern draw, and she talks about her pussy. Oh god. <laughs> Just like that. And Vectal's cock. Vectal. <laughs> and, and, and Vectal always talks like, I'm Vectal. I blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like, and anyway, but it's, it's a really fun one to listen to, too. I cannot wait to read them now that I have KU. Yes, I've been, you like, absolutely I've, should. I've been a sideline, you know, person <laughs> on book talk and all that stuff, like watching the Ice Planet Barbar- Barbarian Revolution happen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yes. I get to participate. So I'm very Yes, excited. participate, baby. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> I do want to say that uh, even though monster romances are very fresh and delicious, do check your trigger warnings. So in particular, like with the Ice Planet Barbarians, there's not a lot of questionable consent, like in a dark romance. But there is stuff like pregnancy smut, which is not everybody's cup of tea. But you got to oh, know right. what you're getting into. You know, yeah, so. it's actually, that's one I did hear. I did know that pregnancy smut was a portion of the Ice Planet Barbarians, which is what has kept me back from reading them. Because yeah. that is not necessarily... Like the daddy yeah, stuff. It's, it's, it's not necessarily it's not everybody's for thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will say, like the first one, you know, it's mentioned, it's brought up, but it's not the driving smutty factor, I guess, as mm-hmm. as it is in some of the other. Books. But the first one isn't as bad. But you know, check your trigger warnings, your research. Ruby Dixon is fantastic about like she knows exactly what you want, she knows exactly what you require of her, and she gives it to you hard and fast. The first one is like less than 200 pages. I read it in less than an afternoon or whatever. So thank you, Monster Smut, for existing (laughs) for people like me who have been through some stuff in their Kindle (laughs) Unlimited books. And normal smut doesn't do it anymore. But Monster Equipment will not fail you. Absolutely. In reading these smut books... Like, I like them. I had a good time, but it was not, I guess, because things move so quickly mm-hmm. in these shorter books. I didn't have the same investment as I do in, like, Akatar when mm-hmm. they get together. And so there was, like, a little lack in that sort of buildup of romance that I did miss a little bit. But that being said, like, we got down to some hardcore business. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what you're in for. You're here. Yeah. For, she knows that you're right. here for the smut, you know. Yeah. So so I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you're looking for that, you need to stick with more of the uh, mm-hmm. 
borderline romanticy stuff like yes smut. Spice, not smut yeah yes which there are a ton of those on ku as well yeah there's they're very more... disappointing okay well <laughs> some of us some of us love those so Listen, sometimes oh. you need a balance of you do get me there quickly and let's take our time find Emily. me a monster Emily's from the Moors, and all she needs is monsters. <laughs> all I want is a Heathcliff monster. Listen, I read I read Muscles and Monsters by Ashley Bennett, I believe. I read it in literally an, an afternoon. <laughs> literally an afternoon, okay? And not even a day, an afternoon. I don't even know how many pages. So charming, cottagecore, plus smut. Just yeah, like, I, a del- I would take a whole nother book of Tegan and Atlas, like, Tegan baking in her cottage while Atlas checks out her assets. I would just read that. <laughs> I, it's great. I think I would be into that one. You I would be into that one. Yeah. I absolutely. don't know how much of other of the monster stuff, but that one sounded mm-hmm. really cute. It is adorable. The next one is about a tentacle-y thing, and I haven't done tentacles yet, so I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that one is really we'll good. See. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I don't know. We'll see how desperate I get. Emily asked me, like, where do I go from here? And I was like, okay, you have, like, two roads. You have pastry shifters. Yeah, And you have butt raptors in space. Yes! Dinosaur butt stuff in space. And you have literally shifts into a croissant. Like, these are your two avenues for where you go from here. I don't, oh, no, this is not good. This is, the the parsonage was right. (laughs) We heard the pastry one was super charming. But is it smutty? I mean, can croissants do stuff? Well, they shift out of croissants. And I I think I actually know of two different pastry. Two separate pastry universes. Okay, cool. Hmm. Because one of them is like like a why choose pastry shifter. I love a why choose. What is that? Reverse harem. Yeah, why, oh. cho- why choose one? Why not have them all? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's a fire sign thing. I can't do reverse. Hand. I love reverse. <laughs> I know hand. you guys love to be worshipped. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, that was, at the moment you said that, I was like, yes, this might be a Nora and Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fire sign kink that I, I mean, I get it, but I don't know. But I also hey. don't know if I'm ready for dinosaurs, so. <laughs> dinosaur butt stuff too on top see that's of the thing can't you do one of the, uh, I don't know no that's a lot you, you need it all oh no I don't wasn't there one I'm tri- ready for it all oh, God, wasn't there the one lately triceratops and bottoms or triceratops yes, or yes bottoms, you sent that to me <laughs> yes you did you sent me an image of triceratops and bottoms and I was like I can't do this yet <laughs> I don't know who I have anymore. Listen, the the ladies at the parsonage were right. I have been gateway'd and ruined. <laughs> and Thank you. This is true because <laughs> because Emily has been like, "Quick, give me a good book to read." And I was like, "I d- I don't think you can any longer." And she was like, "No, I'm not a lost cause." And then she read like three more monster smut books after that. <laughs> Like, it wasn't even, like, one. It was, like, three more. And I was, like, yeah. Like, you don't need me anymore. You don't want any of my recommendations. Jane was, like, you're a lost cause. Yeah. Like, you can't be pulled back from the direction you're going. 
our Rex are too tame. You, are. you are now. You're the spiciest of us all. Oh God, what's happened? I didn't how can I, this is what how happens can... to windswept Morris Parsonage girls. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, how how am I supposed to be like? Oh, read when women were dragons. When this is the direction <laughs> you've gone down. These are the dragons <laughs> you want. You don't want the dragons. Yeah, you don't want the You don't want the feminist dragons. You want the male dragons that are going to pleasure you. With their the two, two dicks. dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I like dragons. Oh, wait. Okay. No. Gotcha. No. No. Eh, well, may, I don't know. Maybe it's like a weird Venus sign is going on. Like, we'll see. No. I I have a degree in English <laughs> literature. Okay. Like, I sure. used to read major stuff. And now I read blue alien smut. And uh, I cannot yeah. wait. You've earned it. You have earned I it. I did earn it. That's right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I can't wait. I would love for you to go to, like, some sort of reunion with e- your English class and be like, hello, this is who I am now. No, no. They can't ever know. <laughs> they probably do the same thing. Yeah, They probably. do not. Also, so- I just I do just <laughs> want to point out that English majors, is, to my knowledge, don't do reunions unless they're doing them and are not telling me. But <laughs> as far as I know, we don't really get together. Okay. Um, we're too busy reading. It's mighty books. Yeah. It's probably all a bunch of introverts. Mm, oh, yeah, for sure. I Hang mean, the, the music majors are introverts, but we get together because we have to network. So, yeah, true. <laughs> Our whole deal is like performing with each other, not Listen. in a smutty way. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, fine arts no, majors yeah. throw the best parties. So, I knew that. So, that's why I know you guys. Okay, ladies, it is that time. The time has come. I believe we are spinning the we- the mood wheel for Jane this week. Yes. That is correct. Okay. Okay. So I've got the mood wheel spin. It is spun. It is. I need to spin it. It is wheeled. It is wheeled. <laughs> We're, we Wheel are, it. It wheeled to memoir. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I have down for that. So now that is an anti-smut category. It absolutely is. The universe universe is like, we need a break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jane, I have a question. Yeah. Have you seriously never read Becoming by Michelle Obama? I have not, but I do own it. (gasps) I've read that one. Yeah, me too. (laughs) How have you not read it? I don't know. I have it. I haven't read it. Um, and Michelle Obama is one of the like you know, when you're like, oh, maybe I can meet a celebrity like I could. I feel like I could meet Barack Obama and I could like Josh around with him and have a good time. And I feel like if I met Michelle Obama, I would be so in awe that like I mm-hmm. would just drool like I wouldn't be able to speak. I would absolutely like cry on impact like that. She just like, yeah, I'm in awe of her. But no, I have not read Becoming. Okay, well, it's excellent. It is but- excellent. Ha- uh, Nora, have you read Educated by Tara Westover? Ooh, I, I currently have, have that one with me. I have read a good chunk of it, but I never finished it. But what I read was also very good. I, I never finished it. I read that one several years ago when it first came out. It still lives rent-free in my head. It is extremely evocative and mm-hmm. ridiculous and unputdownable. If you're looking for a memoir that you cannot stop reading... Even during work. Yeah. That's the one. My that's mom got that one for me and she was like, you have to read those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's, we have to talk that about one's it. right. Yeah. That one's right up your alley. I kind of want you to read that one 
So mm-hmm. it might motivate me to finish it. I think I always said, oh, well, I'll finish it on audiobook. And then I just forgot that I was that that was the plan. I didn't not finish. finish I didn't not finish it because it wasn't good. I just mm. it was just one of those things that just there's so many books in the world and I forgot it existed until right Fair. now. That one I've been meaning to read for about a year now because my mom got it for me Christmas 2021. And I have it with me in my refugee household because it's <laughs> it's like that's how current it is on my TBR radar. I, I think you should read that one. Excellent. Okay. It has been decided. Yes. Obviously, you should also read Becoming, but yeah. for the mood wheel, read Educated. It's fucked <gasps> up. Yay! Yeah. I'm excited. You don't like it. It has been decided. That was neatly wrapped up. Thanks for listening. This has been Mood Readers Podcast. And it's been real weird. It's been, it has been so weird, but perfect Sorry. for, you know, people think Valentine's Day is romance. And I think that our, we've had a little bit of romance, a lot of girlfriend love each other, and a lot of other, I don't, a lot of pussy lips. So um, <laughs> I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag pussy lips perfect yeah you're right valentine's day is a day for uh experimentation <laughs> and a real it's a real weird time pleasure it's not about it's it's a time to go above and beyond find exactly. a serial killer find do it, it. Find, find a, a monster. Desert, find a desert, pierce your nipples, maybe get a cowboy and <laughs> find enjoy a yourself. dragon, crash on an alien planet, take your pants off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Valentine's Day is about. That's, That's what, what Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day is, about. is all about. All right, guys. It's been real and it's been weird. Thank you for listening. <laughs> to you next time. Please come back. Jane, Emily, and Nora would like to thank Benji for the theme music. Follow at Mood Readers Podcast on Instagram and let us know if you've read any of the books we covered. We'll talk to you again at the next book club.